Genre. everybody, welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are watching the 90s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, one Tatsu Tantrum Minute at a Time. <laughs> I am your host, Scott Tofty. With me again are Chris O'Connor, Rachel Gatlin, and Adam Sheehan. Hi, everybody. Yo, yo, yo. Hello. And joining us for the last time, another sad Friday with a guest host, a new friend that we must say goodbye to after this next little chunk of time. Oh, Mr. Know. Jason Hammonds from the Savage Land podcast. Jason, welcome back for one more show. Oh, thank you for having me back. If uh, if you get so sad from my absence, you can feel free to reach me on Twitter at Savage Land Pod or at That Might Be Cool. Yeah, y'all got that? Good. Y'all got that, hopefully? Another expert plug, man. Yeah. Hey, Good I mean, this. look. I weave them like a, like a quilt. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a good quilt. I though. like it. Do you weave a quilt? You, 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 yeah. You sew a quilt. You sew a quilt. You weave. Fine. You, uh, oh, I weave it a like knit. a basket. Anyway. Or a weaving. Moving on. Or a loom. Uh, a loom. Away from the or arts and crafts. Or hair extensions. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back to the martial arts All and right, crafts. All right. Anyway, this minute, minute number 50, we are martial just slightly... Arts and crafts. <laughs> Ninja knitting needles. Deadly. Stop it. You stop it. (laughs) It's always a good time here. Uh Um, Minute number 50. We are just past halfway. Uh, Starts with the continuation of Tatsu's Tantrum, which, again, would be a great band name. Tatsu's Tantrum. With... Splinter leaving us on another cliffhanger. This minute ends with another cliffhanger in mid-sentence, this time from the rat. Mm. Um, so oh, it's going to be a whole week till we get to it. I know. Or at least a weekend at this point. Maybe. Yes. Um, the, 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 the tantrum. Let's continue this. So as I was saying yesterday in our last minute, this is the scene that has sort of built up this urban legend of like, oh my god, do you know that Tatsu actually killed that guy? Like, he actually died. No. Um... <laughs> pretty sure that's not the case the 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 version of this that i had always heard was that uh the the foot soldier stuntman fight person that he ends up fighting with did get injured during this scene and there's a moment when one of the actors rushes down at about 12 seconds and rushes over to help him uh and before the scene cuts to the close-up of the dude on the floor um that that part was staged later but the scene of the foot soldier sort of rushing over to help was a sort of spur of the moment thing because of an injury that had actually happened on set. Now I could be mistaken on that. If anyone knows the true story, please, please feel free to correct me. I would be happy to be corrected. I if you are the person who got injured, never afraid to admit it. If you're so, the person who got injured or the person it. who ran over, feel free. Any other variations? I, I had not heard that story before, but I, based on what we see on screen, I can't buy it. Like when you when you brought this up first, I thought surely this was about somebody like uh, accidentally like like getting slammed against a locker and maybe their their head got clipped or something or in a fall somebody you know whack got whacked on something. But if it's supposed to be that guy where he he like turns and does a little low hammer fist to the belly, kick to the stomach, and then like a back fist, I do <laughs> not I do not believe for a moment that that's what hurt that guy. If anything, what could have happened is when he took that fall, because it looks like he kind of like jumps away from it. He does yeah. like a, a fall. 
is that he may have gotten hurt in the landing. I yeah, and that's sort that. of always what I thought is that it's the way he went down that was what yeah. what hurt him. And again, it could yeah. be totally. I, this could be completely fabricated. I could have no idea what I'm talking about. But that's sort of what my impression was is that it was the falls, not so much the the fake fighting. Because like mm-hmm. Tatsu's style is so very staccato and like ri- and, and set Ooh, and nice, slow. Nice music term. And uh, <laughs> that I, I I can't believe that that guy would have like flubbed up and seriously hurt the kid. I, I Who knows? Don't. I could just be making this up to garner listeners. You never know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> We're making our hashtag. Own cons- did Tatsu kill him? Alternative We're making our own facts. conspiracy theories here yeah. on uh, Ninja Turtles Infowars. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like it. Let's go with it. It's a whole different <laughs> this kind is a of false pizza flag. Game. <laughs> Crisis turtle actors paid. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't uh, know. No, protesters or something. yeah, that's it. Let's just not fake ninjas. <laughs> I like it. Fake ninjas. They're all mm-hmm. fake ninjas. Oh my god! Um, I've been saying it forever, and now it makes more sense. <laughs> so. Every time I see Danny's face, there's this close-up about 20 seconds in of Danny witnessing this fight now. Danny just sees all the worst stuff, but every time they cut to his face, his pupils are super dilated, and he always looks like... He's just a tool. He just has a hateable face. Well, he keeps realizing that this is all his fault. Yeah. It's (laughs) taken him half the movie, but he's finally like, maybe I should do something. He's like, oh my god, guilt. It's my fault. Every bad thing that happens in this movie comes back to me. (laughs) With great mess-ups comes great responsibility. (laughs) Not even at the point of like, oh my god, I need to fix this. He's still just like, oh crap, another bad thing that I caused. (laughs) (laughs) And he's got a pretty stupid face about it. I don't know. This is probably not very civil of me, but he's got this sort of slack-jawed sort of look, look about him where I, he just, it's not a likable face. He doesn't have a likable face. No, he he has stupid face for sure. He has He's a really a punchable bad face. face. <laughs> I, don't I would know. never vote him into office. What, you know, what faces? Fa- what sort of face <laughs> we would vote into office is not really a thing that can be sort of measured the same way it used to be. Uh, not anymore. But it was you know there was always sort of the thing is like people always vote for who they find most likable. Like the more comforting uh, uh, physical appearance was oftentimes a great factor in a lot of people's voting methods. Yeah, not this time. No, hey, some people some people find the color no. orange very very comforting. <laughs> um, yeah, in case anybody was wondering, we're a bunch of snowflakes here on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and we're also recording this in May. So who knows what's happened since then? Let's yeah. Uh, yeah. stick with the movie. Oh, well, man. as 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 that headline earlier in the movie suggests, it's probably worse. <laughs> it's yeah. worse. <laughs> it's worse. Yeah, this episode won't come out until like September, huh? I like our our. 80s teen heartthrob foot soldier with the one earring who's tending to his friend and the wavy little, you know, George Clooney a la General Hospital haircut. Yeah, he's like if Lou Ferrigno and George Clooney had a baby. <laughs> he does have he does have kind of a Lou Ferrigno vibe. Yeah. He does a little bit. Hey, there is nothing wrong with a Lou Ferrigno vibe. <laughs> the incredible sulk. and then we cut to another shot of danny this time he's going down to splinter this kid is moving all over the complex pretty quickly Um, so he goes down to sort of eyeball splinter and we get his third line of the movie this is his third line right the first one was 
in April's apartment, right? Where he's like, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he had another line at some point, didn't he? I'm sorry. He says he's in the car and he goes, I'm sorry. When he like raised his hand for, for Shredder during the big ceremony. He's like, but he, oh, but they cut okay. right before what he actually says is like. <gasps> but doesn't he say master yeah. or something? Yeah, he, he says something like that. So it's does this like his fourth line. This yeah, this kid he says very something. little dialogue. No he's wonder he didn't much. have a future in Hollywood. Oh. <laughs> well, apparently now, now. they didn't trust him to say very much. Also, like he's <laughs> just, coming to hang out with Splinter punchable. and like be all buddy buddy with Splinter, but what he doesn't do is like. Bring him some food or like <laughs> or water. Let it let some him pellets. go, maybe. <laughs> no, he just wants to talk to him. Hey everybody, let's go talk to the crucified rat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and is he not weirded out by the rat? I guess maybe at this point he wouldn't be because he's already discovered the turtles. He sort of discovered that the thing he saw in April's appointment apartment uh means that he's not crazy. It's true, he's not insane. He wasn't it was hallucinating. Not- it was not just a psilocybin-induced living nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It was like a real thing. Um, and he, he goes to talk to Splinter, and Splinter says, how can a face so young carry so much of a burden or something to that effect? And Tanny's just like, so you can talk. Yeah, Does that it? line is like like Splinter's being all serious and 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 sort of uh, dramatic, and then Danny's line is like derp. Yeah. Like, so throws- you can talk, and, and then if I were Splinter, I'd be like, "Yeah, are you going to go tell Shredder <laughs> that too? Like, yeah. are you, like how many more ways are you going to screw up my life, kid? Yeah, I can talk. Can you shut up and listen for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, and- he says just the opposite of that. Ah, yes. Yeah. And Splinter like, takes one look at Danny. How how can he tell how many burdens he has? <laughs> I, I think he just assumes that all the kids that are that have been trapped into the Foot Clan come from troubled backgrounds, and yeah, it's safe I, to say I, I that, that they've got yeah. so has, many burdens. He has burden dar. It's like gay dar, but it's for burdens. <laughs> like Splinter, he can just like I, sense burdens. Mm, I okay. imagine that Splinter is, is an avid enough reader of modern literature that he's capable of sort of discerning people's motivations and backgrounds based upon subtle cues and <laughs> and uh, little drops, such to the point that some people might consider him to be somewhat clairvoyant. You can use Danny's body language. He walked into the room kind of hunched over with his head down and, you know, was very unsure of making his physical presence known. Um, So there's a lot of cues that he's sort of not feeling his most confident, definitely. Also, Um, he's the one bad kid who's come to see, you know, what's going on. mm -hmm. True. So maybe he feels bad about it. Yeah. Um, Bad kid. So Splinter has this line at the end here from Inner Turmoil uh, begins. Uh, what does he say? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to rewind the minute here. Hang on. The path from Inner Turmoil begins with uh. And the minute stops with the word uh. What does the path from Inner Turmoil begin with? Um, all right. But before we continue, I do want to acknowledge we lost our guest host there for a minute, uh, uh, Jason. So, Jason, you you just mentioned that uh, you were trying to get some points in there, and uh, for some reason we lost you on the call. But you're back now. Hi. <laughs> oh, hello. Um, we weren't just steamrolling over all of your thoughts. <laughs> it took, we weren't it took totally us an, ignoring you. It took us an embarrassing long time to uh, to finally find out that we lost you. It's okay. You. 
It, t- it took me so, an embarrassingly long time to realize that you guys couldn't hear me, so it's it's totally fine. Um, <laughs> it happens. So you most, go ahead, take take the lead here. What do you want to talk about? It's fine. And most of my most of my like little points or whatever were just jabs and not questions, and so the listener still heard them just fine. Uh, but oh, I was okay. curious what the thing is with kids named Daniel and Kung Fu around this time in the world. see that's a good point i'm glad we didn't miss that (laughs) (laughs) yeah so there's daniel from karate kid there is which is not kung fu right that's Uh, that's karate yeah in the the will smith's sons remake it is kung fu but they still call it but they still call it karate kid which is infuriating wait was it really kung fu in the will smith one yeah. yeah, in the Will Smith one, he's learning Kung Fu from Jackie Chan. And Jackie Chan even said, why don't we call it Kung Fu Kid? Yeah, because there's like a, a whole part in the trailer where uh, Jackie Chan's like, <laughs> well, how's your Kung Fu? It's like, well, Kung Fu's neither here nor there. This is the Karate Kid, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was really weird. I don't know why they did that. That's I so like that funny. movie. That's I, so I mean, funny. it was I, okay, but like the, just the, the fact that they couldn't change the name was kind of... Yeah. No, that but also, that. like, it came out around the exact same time as um, Never Back Down, which was an MMA version of The Karate Kid written by the same guy who wrote Karate Kid. I think um, Robert oh, Michael really? Kamen yeah. or, or something, something Kamen. Robert that Ma- movie Michael, wasn't too Robert bad. Kamen. That was a pretty decent movie. It wasn't too bad, but it, it's kind of definitely one of those things where this writer writes the same story over and over again. Uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, you yeah. know, if but the, it's good. Uh, it's fits. good. We all enjoy it. It's good. If it's good once, it's good six or seven more times. Hey, it's my there are many, It's how we do it now. Yeah, there are many filmmakers who have done the same thing. I mean, Roland Emmerich, George Romero, like uh, tons of people make pretty much the same movie in a different way all the time. Yes. Um, so yeah, the Danny and karate is kind of a thing, I guess. Are there more examples that we're missing? I mean, really, it was just those two that I was looking at. Uh, but I mean, yeah, if somebody wants to actually pretty, make my point valid, that would be welcome. Pretty significant <laughs> examples. Though. There's an influx of here. Daniel's learning karate. <laughs> although, although Daniel doesn't really learn karate in this movie, he just learns like ripping off car stereos and Walkmans. Yeah, this and kid is so. I kind of struggle with what his purpose is in this film as a character. Like, are we supposed to be sympathetic with Daniel? Are we supposed to relate to Danny? Like, what is his narrative purpose? He's a plot device. Yeah. Like, he's, he's like, almost almost the the devil of this movie. Like, every bad thing that happens, you can trace back to a decision that Danny made somewhere... So at some if, point. We, if we reframe this movie as like the movie's actually about Danny, let's make him the main character for a minute. <laughs> he causes the turtles to get caught, right? His sort of juvenile delinquency is the direct cause of the turtles being discovered and caught and the place being burned down, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Because he goes back and he's like, I swear to God, I saw these turtle things at this reporter's apartment. <laughs> um. And he's the one that gets redeemed because in the end he sees the error of his ways and actually leads the turtles to victory. He, he is the, the path by which they are successful in the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. So huh. I guess, yeah, he kind of is like the, the main uh, 
I, I don't know what to say it, but the, 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 not a MacGuffin, but he is the thing the that moves driving the story force. along. Yeah. yeah. The driving force. Which is yeah, really I mean, weird, he, and I, I don't think I like that, because I don't like him as a character. No. <laughs> he yeah, is he's sort like of a living MacGuffin. Yeah, kind of. Like, I, I mean, I um, guess the turtles are motivated by something slightly different than just Danny, you know, like, they're not, they're not, like, trying to find Danny or anything, I guess, but, like... But he just sort of, he's the facilitator. He sort of facilitates the narrative. Like, if yeah. it wasn't for him, the sequence of events that happens would have unfolded differently. Mm-hmm. So He's like a, he's like a background antagonist like like almost like a freelance antagonist yeah. in a sense he's a peripheral antagonist <laughs> yeah like but like he doesn't he's not even trying to be like that's that's the yeah, other like shitty part of his character like and it's just he, he keeps almost doing the right he thing has so little to do and say in this whole movie like we said he's only on like his fourth line of the film and he only gets a couple more like i'm trying to think ahead now he gets um, does he say anything at? Well, they, they meet when he gets they, in the lair. Yeah, there's a couple says, like, points there. There's some pizza here, and then he's like, "Hey, can I keep one of your drawings?" <laughs> Which then a later becomes another plot device. Like, yeah. let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. It's, no, it's just, so it's, weird how Danny little he says little shit. It's so weird how little he says to people, but then builds a relationship with them. You know, like yeah. That's so odd. It, they, it it's not like they ever... A... Oh, go ahead. The, the, I was just going to say, the movie, to me, having this whole like fantasy conspiracy of him being April's illegitimate son, to me, just it, it makes his character so much more useful. <laughs> like, I guess if I were a movie a writer of films, someone would look at me and go like, oh, that's just the most hackneyed thing you could ever think to do. Like, it's too obvious. But like... It also like giving him one more thing to tie him into the story and to make him relevant. It yeah. just kind of works. Like if if you think back to the '87 cartoon, there was this character Zach, who was this kid that hung out with the turtles. And oh, yeah. I can understand that character because it's as a fan of the show, that's a now fan someone insert. who yeah, you are now. It's 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 the 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 role playing. You are that character now. Like. You're the kid hanging out with a turtle. You're, that's the thing that every kid wants to be. I understand that. It makes sense to me. Danny as a character for a long time has eluded me. I just don't really feel that he's that necessary. Yeah, you're probably right. Like, because <laughs> I, because I, like when I started watching this, I forgot about him. Like, I, I was like, oh yeah, exactly. that kid. Yeah, it's yeah. the kid with the Sid Vicious shirts. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I had to look up what his name was. Yeah, yeah when I when I think back on this movie, I don't really remember Danny. He's at all. he's not one of the parts. Like no one has ever been like, I'm going to be Danny on the playground today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I'm going to be Danny from Ninja Turtles for you Halloween. You know what action we'll figure see. they never made? it's funny that we bring this up though because the this original plan mean. actually the reason that they made the ninja turtles movie was actually because they wanted to use it as a backdoor to launch a whole danny franchise that was going to lead to like five or six <laughs> movies and toys and theme parks uh danny so they, the ninja juvenile yeah, land they really had a lot riding on this guy and it, it stinks that it didn't pan out because they boy did they invest a lot in him 
like the mm-hmm. golden compass. This was going to end up being a whole like Marvel Cinematic Universe situation yeah. where there's going to be like 13 films building up to a giant crossover. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Every one of those foot ninja that you guys had named earlier, oh, they were actually going to get their own been Usagi Ojimbo. Oh, oh my yes. god, Usagi Ojimbo. Uh, I love Usagi Ojimbo. Next Ordinary to teenage regular juvenile doesn't really <laughs> ring so much of a bell no. as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's, That's true. true. It doesn't quite roll off the tongue. I was going to say, next to Cerberus, uh, Yusagi Yojimbo might be one of my favorite independent comics of all time. And oh, Cerberus which crossover so with Turtles. Cerberus crosses over with the Turtles, too. Oh, yeah. that's right. Dude, Savage, Savage, Dragon, good... Savage Dragon did crossovers yeah. with the Turtles. That was such a good era of independent creation in comics. Like, the, the time when Cerberus and Yusagi Yojimbo and the Ninja Turtles, like, there's just such a good few years of, like, from, like, well, the 80s to the 90s. And well, the cool Dave, Dave Sims Usagi. doing Cerberus again right now. It's it's really? Cerberus in Hell. Yeah. Oh, well, it's wow. Cerberus in Hell. I I I heard that he um he hasn't been well lately. Like he can't really draw so much anymore. I I think he has some sort of ailment. I I don't know the details, but a lot of it is like um doctored old drawings that he did, like kind of photoshopped together, making. A story. Mm-hmm. I haven't been reading it, but I keep seeing it on the shelf. Oh, it's weird! Called, I'm. It's. I'm. It's called Cerberus in Hell. I'm like trying to imagine if that would even look good if they're like just like photoshopping and like are rearranging stuff like that. That's so weird. It's interesting. Um, Usagi Ujimbo has been on the TV show. I think twice. I think he was in the he 2003 has. series and in the 87 series. And we he even actually, made a toy. Yep, when we, that's what I was going to mention is that when we were growing up, one of the toys that we had was Usagi Yojimbo, and that was actually why when I got into comics, I saw... I Because did, I didn't even really know anything about Usagi, and I saw the Usagi Yojimbo comic book on the shelf, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's the freaking toy that I had as a kid! What the hell? It's awesome. Did you, did you ever have Ace Duck? We didn't have Ace Duck. <laughs> oh man, all right. I won't go into that in more detail. There no, was an Ace Duck. Please toy, go into if, more if, detail. If you got, Are you kidding me? Let's well, talk about Ace so Duck. Ace Duck was a TV show character that the Turtles watched in the cartoon, <laughs> but was never actually a character in the cartoon. It was like a show within a show, and they made an action figure of this Ace Duck. Of course they did. That like Which this is the like, one thing about the Turtles. The Turtles is almost as bad as Star Wars for creating just wealths of merchandise oh, no yeah. i disagree i the think it's turtles worse. is far worse because they created stuff specifically for the toy line i think pretty it's much everything star wars, star wars yeah but a, most of star wars stuff we could be pulled from the movies like there's the the i guess it depends on if core, i guess it depends on if you're talking about the original trilogy or the uh, i i distinctly remember a series of turtle uh, figures that rode on toilet seats so <laughs> The turtle Star Trek figures, the turtle sports figures, the turtle Mm -hmm. pro wrestlers. I see. Here's what I love, though, is that that level of uh, of, you know, cross pollination or whatever has has gotten to a point where it actually pretty much produces solid stuff all the time. Like, have you guys seen the turtles pizza cookbook? I just saw that. We just posted that to our Facebook page right before we recorded this week. It's incredible. Like I actually, so I stole the uh, deep dish goulash pizza recipe because I'm going to make that this week. Like it, I saw the the pizza cookbook at my comic book store a couple weeks back, and I started flipping through. I was like, oh, this is like incredible, weird recipes for pizza. And this, like, if you look up the deep dish uh, goulash pizza recipe, it is, it looks 
just delicious. Like I can't well, wait to eat this thing. You'll just have to send us some, okay? Hey, <laughs> I, I, I will. I'll uh, actually, I'll, I'll do it. Like, uh, what's that deep dish joint in Chicago that's like super famous that will send you their pizza frozen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah, just, just just flash freeze it and ship it on over. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll um, send it on over to you guys. So from Los Angeles to New York. As yeah. we were saying, when we when we noticed that we sort of lost you, Splinter ends this uh, minute saying that the the path from interturm the path from inner turmoil begins with a, uh. and then he leaves us there. And unfortunately, Jason, so, we don't get to finish this thought. We don't know what 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 it leaves us with. Oh, we'll we see. can finish this thought. It's it's nice because I was actually going to say my favorite quote of all the minutes that I've been on is the path from inner turmoil begins with a. That's your quote. That's, That's my the favorite one? quote. Yeah, oh, all right, yeah. I like it. Begins with going <laughs> on my headstone. <laughs> so I, very, when I die, very, uh, this will serve as official deep. record. What was that? I said it's very deep. The path from inner turmoil <laughs> begins with a. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like there when is I die, no and this from will inner be turmoil. official, legal, verifiable record that uh, when I die, if I should die in an accident or something like that, I want it known that my headstone will have the quote: "The path to inner from inner turmoil begins with a," uh, and then Master Splinter. Or if yes. you read it differently, the path to what was it? The path to inner tor- the path, turmoil. The path from, from, inter- inter- from, from, from inter- inner turmoil begins with a, like ah. the letter a. Ah. ah, so so it begins with the letter A. It's a riddle. <laughs> that means that so you can just look through the first like uh, twenty or so pages of the dictionary. It's in there What's somewhere. What's the Elvish word for turmoil? <laughs> <laughs> the path from inner um, turmoil uh, must be the alphabet. Then, mm-hmm. that's just actually go on it's down a, the alphabet. It's a it's a really good segue here, Jason. I don't mean to cut you off, but uh, no, you're fine. Um, Speaking of favorite quotes, we've we've talked about this week how, you know, there's a lot of musical dialogue and we always ask all of our guest hosts what their favorite quote from the movie is. So what I'm assuming this is not your actual favorite quote. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Do you have another (laughs) favorite quote from the film? Uh, You know, actually, I do. And I like there are sort of a lot of uh, a lot of quotes that I enjoy in this film. I love uh, Master Splinter's line at the end of the film. Uh, when he, when he, so what, I can't even remember at this point, the, the line that has when he, but when he's just like, Oh, ha ha. I made a funny. (laughs) I have always preferred Kawabunga. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I Uh, made a funny. (laughs) That made me like, just, just the, ha ha. I made a funny. That line, like when I was a kid was the line that I was always like, uh, you know, when a kid just like latches onto one line and annoyingly repeats it constantly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. That was mine. I was that kid. I am that kid. (laughs) That was my line for sure. Uh, But I, I honestly just really love the, uh, the Casey Jones um, looks like Wayne Gretzky on steroids. I I just, that is a fun line. Well, I'm glad we, we got you on during your favorite line. (laughs) Because <laughs> yeah. that was this week. I don't know yeah. that we've gotten. Ha, has that happened before? Where we've had a guest host on during their favorite lines? Because that's because that's everybody's favorite line, and they've all been trying to get on that minute. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I mean, I know I spat. I know I spazzed out when we got to my favorite line, but that was. That Which was one was yours again? Uh, I don't think this is such a good time, uh, structurally oh, speaking, for your, for uh, your buddies, uh, to, buddies drop. to drop it. Yeah, that's, that that is a good be line. One of our. 
One of our weekend episodes should be to just try to list off as much of the dialogue from this movie as memory as we can. <laughs> from memory as we can. I like that. All right. Well, I am I am pretty tapped out on minute 50. I think that's about all I've got for it. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't ask um, Jason his favorite turtle or the turtle hat who he Oh, he kind of briefly most. mentioned it at the beginning, but we can get back into that. Yeah, who's the turtle you most identify with? Yeah, I so my favorite turtle has always been Raph. That's that's the turtle that I've just always enjoyed the most. However, uh, in terms of identifying, it was absolutely Michelangelo because, like yes. I said, growing up with two older brothers, uh, they they were both sort of vying for the Leonardo spot, which kind of made them like Leonardo and Raph. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I was just always like the really loud one that they couldn't like handle that they were always trying to get rid of. And like, just, just really like just annoyingly constant in their lives. And, uh, so I, I always served the Michelangelo role. And so there are those, those episodes or even those issues of the comic where like they kind of delve into Mikey's psyche a little bit. Uh, oh, where the he, Mikey one shot is great. Oh, it's so good. Uh, just, just those times where he's like actually really dealing with the fact that like he wants to be taken seriously and that like his brothers don't, you know, like view him in the same way that they view themselves and stuff like that. Like those issues and those episodes of the Ninja Turtles, uh, shows like always resonated with me as a kid because being so much younger than my brothers and like being, you know, just always having that dynamic where you're like looking up to people so much. It's like it was definitely a thing as a kid that like always stuck with me, and I was like, ah, oh, Mikey, he's my he's my spirit animal. <laughs> dude, same. It's it's glad to finally meet. I'm glad to finally meet another fellow Mikey. Fellow I was Chucker, also, eh? <laughs> a fellow Chucker, oh, yeah. eh? No. Yeah, no, because uh, no, I get it. Because I was also the younger brother. I was always the Luigi or the, the Michelangelo. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, and I like it, it was also another thing because I'm I'm a ginger, and so it was nice seeing that bright orange on the uh, <laughs> oh, face. <laughs> um, Excellent. I I'm curious too though for your because obviously the Ninja Turtles have had many incarnations over the years, even discounting the movies. Uh, what's your favorite animated version of the turtles for all of you? Oh, Ooh. favorite animated. And I know turtles. obviously you guys are going to have some nostalgia for the original '80s series, and that is a great series. Uh, but uh, what do, what's your feelings on the newer ones and which one's your favorite one? I, I would actually put the Nickelodeon show as my favorite. Yeah, I have to say that too. They they did such a good job. I love Donatello in that. I mean, at least the first two seasons. It, I, I do like how they went into space and there was a the whole thing with the Triceratons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a huge nerd. I watch current cartoons as an adult. Now, are I you do. talking about the 2000, the 2012 one then, right? Like the, the one yeah. that's yeah, the most recent one? Okay, yeah. yeah. Chris, what about you? I must confess, I haven't really watched the newer ones. I remember there was one that was on uh, like Saturday morning cartoons when it was still, when that was still a thing in the early yep. aughts and I caught like yeah. one or two episodes of that. That was still, I don't that know if it was. the Fox one. Yeah, yeah and I don't know whether it was, it was yeah. I don't know whether it was still hand-drawn or if it had gone to like cel-shaded. But I haven't watched the new Nickelodeon when I've heard good things. I see it on Tumblr from time to time, from uh, Tumblr blogs that mm-hmm. whose opinions I respect. And, it's, uh, it's my favorite iteration of Mikey, I yeah, have he's, to say. Yeah, he's adorable. Yeah. So, yeah. But, I, mean, I have to say... All right, go ahead, Chris. But, I mean, you know, I, I, so I can't fairly judge not having really watched the, the new one, but I still enjoy the one from, you know, the 80s. The one from that, the 80s, great. I think the first... 10 episodes or so 
are brilliant because it gets it's before it gets really ridiculously campy and it still sort of borrows some things from the comics and it's still entertaining to watch now once you go past that in the original 87 series it starts getting really sort of ridiculous and out there mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and sort of takes on a lot of tropes of other bad 80s animated shows well it was it was an action figure commercial exactly yeah point. um i do remember and i'm my answer is kind of a cop-out so i apologize i do remember <laughs> when the early 2000s cartoon came out how excited i was because it was just as um ninja turtles volume four comic book was ramping up production again and peter lair had started doing that book uh writing it and inking and, and jim lawson was drawing it and i was getting that book again yeah, oh, man. Um, and it yeah, was, that it was, was a, a continuation. Wild, yeah, it was a continuation of the old Mirage series that started back up in 2001. The TV series started in 2003, um, and that TV series from 03 borrowed very, very heavily from the original source material, which I really appreciated because by that point yep. I was super into. I had gone back and read the comics, you know, as a as a teenager, got into them. Um, and bought like seventy issues on an eBay lot for like a hundred dollars. Whoa. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that one meant a lot to me just because it was so close to the original. But I, I do have to say sort of the best sort of version, the most entertaining version, I think, is probably the Nickelodeon show because it does it does the comedy so well. It really shows them as teenagers, which I've talked about before. Almost no other version of the Turtles really shows them as proper teenagers. Yeah, they it makes them kind of feel like adults. Grown up. Yeah. yeah. It's um, also the best iteration of April, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, and April's always really tricky to nail down because there's so many different ways you can play her. And to have her be like a high school age student, I think, was a really bold move yep. because we've never seen her that age, number one. And number two, it gives kids something to latch on to. Yeah, but as I, an adult, you can also appreciate that as well because there are so many facets of the character that are still familiar. Yeah, I like that a lot, actually, because April in many incarnations has always uh, kind of felt like a almost like a, a, a sort of parent to the kids like or to the turtles. Like she's oftentimes been like the one that's like supposed to like manage them and kind of be like more mature and stuff. And so it's nice having her be uh, younger than than she typically is in that series. Yeah, and I honestly I like that they sort of stole the April from the 2007 movie. Yep, and just made her younger for the Nickelodeon cartoon. It's like it's yeah. the same sort of idea of the same character. look, same look, and and sort of same attitude also, which I really kind of liked. Um, so there's my very long winded answer is that I like <laughs> all of them for different reasons. <laughs> yeah. Wow, this is the first time we've been interviewed on our own show. (laughs) Well, what about did Rachel? Did you say yours? Yeah, I like the the 2012 Nickelodeon. Yeah, no, that's right, that's right. You did say that. It's like you guys have so many people on this show that's like once it gets around to a certain point, I'm like, wait a minute, now who said what? Okay, (laughs) Um, you got to keep a pen and paper handy. I know, I I have one. I just haven't been writing with it. Uh, (laughs) I see. I'm I'm actually I'm like you. I loved the 2003 version. it was so kick-ass, and I actually really liked the the Triceraton, uh, you know, Federation like space episodes that they had. Uh, and what I enjoyed even more uh, was the uh, the two video games that they released based on those yes! uh, cartoons. 
I haven't played either of those yet. The, the one on GameCube, I, I played the hell out of. Yeah, they had the so they had the same game on PS2. My brother and I played that so much because it was like it was like a modern version of the classic Turtles arcade games. Like, yeah, it was great. It was, but it was like kind of almost a top-down view, but wait like a minute. skewed. Yeah. What was that game called? Maybe I did play that one. The, the second forget. one was called Battle Nexus. I can't remember what the first one was called. I think I, I played had the, the first, first one. one. But I remember my, my GameCube memory card didn't work, so to get to the end, I had to play through the entire game in one sitting. I remember. And that was like, God, that took so long. It was like six hours or something like yeah. that. I was like, I'm beating this game. I'm not putting this down. <laughs> yeah. I think we had another GameCube memory card laying around, and you just couldn't find it. Well, I was already halfway through the game at that point, and yeah. I was afraid to unplug and plug in the memory card. So I was just like, let's just do this. <laughs> Yeah, the oh, uh, the man. first one the first one was just called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It was released the same time as the uh, the new cartoon premiered in two thousand three. Okay. I think I, I must have had that one. It starts out on like a street level, right? Yep, yep. I definitely yeah. played that one. That's that game was that so fun, man. I like I've I have almost never bonded as much with my older brother as I did playing those two games. Um, uh, nice, super fun. I feel uh, like that was the last really good Turtles game because, like, the last couple of them that came out on like Xbox 360 and even the ones one, involving the, the 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 cartoons, I I always felt it, it kind of fell apart. There was after the, a the while. design for, uh, I, and again, I would rather save a lot of this for a, a weekend edition where we talk about video games, but we'll touch on it here. Oh, yeah. The design for the Xbox 360 arcade game it was called Turtles Out of the Shadows, I believe. Yeah. And the character design for that was amazing. I wish they used those turtles for the stupid Michael Bay movies. They looked so good. But the yeah. game design was so the messed was, up. Like it the, was so clunky. It was so it, hard to move around in that game, and the fighting engine was awful. It was like half. It was like half finished. Exactly. Um, well, I did want to. I did. I felt like I would be remiss if I didn't mention while I was on here the uh, the 2009 uh, animated film that was direct to DVD called Turtles Forever. Did you guys ever watch this? Yes. No. That it, was okay. Nope. So that was great. It's incredible. It's, uh, like yeah, it's, it's a, basically a, it's yeah, it's ahead. a multiverse movie, right? Yep, it's a crossover between the 2003 animated turtles, the uh, original animated turtles, and the comics turtles. The original comics Whoa. turtles. It is yeah. so good. And the only thing that bummed me out is I don't think they got any of the original voice actors from the 80s cartoon for that one. Oh, lame. Did they not? But no, I don't think so. But the 2012 cartoon did that. Mm-hmm. They did yeah. a crossover with a bunch of the 80s, and they did one where they brought the the 80s turtles into 3D and then also brought the 3D turtles into 2D animation. Yeah, that was and pretty And they had cool. almost the entire original voice cast from the, the 80s cartoon. Oh, that's huh. awesome. And there's... Yeah, so, look, by the time this comes out, the, uh, the, the upcoming episode that they're doing with the, uh, the, new, well, the Nickelodeon series that's about to end, um, yes. they have a two-part special coming up in June that they've taken basically two months off to work on uh, called When Worlds Collide. Rumor has it that that one's going to be a crossover between all of the iterations of the Turtles. Oh, that'll be excellent. Yeah, it'll be a good send-off for the series, because they've just got three episodes after that. Uh, Kevin Eastman actually wrote one of the episodes coming up. Ooh, I, I've been, I've, I felt really, I'm like two or three seasons behind on it. I need to catch up. 
yeah it's that's a good show i haven't seen every episode but uh i i do like the nickelodeon series but the 2003 series will hold a special place in my part ladies and gentlemen we want to thank you for joining us jason thank you for coming that was an i love being interviewed i never get interviewed so that was that was <laughs> i'm an interviewer by nature that was super fun um we got it this has been a long one go to duelinggenre.com sign up for our patreon go to our facebook group check us out tmnt minute on twitter go to the uh, uh savagelandpodcast.com check out all of jason's cool stuff over there and most importantly you can follow us on uh I was, I was gonna say really quick you can follow us on twitter at savagelandpod and you can follow me on twitter at that might be cool that way you can kind of keep up with that stuff there you go um, we will bid you adieu from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, and we will see you on Minute 51 bye, bye next week. Guys. Bye, everybody. Thank Go you. Go,